Hello, everybody. What's going on, family and friends? Um, welcome to episode 90. Big, fun, happy guest today, Austin Nasso. Good buddy of mine. Uh, you might have seen him in a bunch of my videos as Donald Trump. He's got one of the best Donald Trump impressions of all time. Uh, he also has a phenomenal Tony Robbins. He and I have done a couple of Tony Robbins, Gary Vee impressions together. We got into a lot about comedy, politics, the state of comedy as it is today from both of our perspectives, which are the same on some things and differ on some things. And it's cool that we can be friends. And he's a great friend to have because he's very, very talented and very funny. So go follow him on everything at Austin Nasso, N-A-S-S-O, um, and subscribe to his YouTube channel and all that too. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the product I don't have in my hands right now because I was unprepared because I'm running out the door. Is it in here? Nope. But you can imagine it's Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. You guys heard me talk about it before. I'm going to talk about it again. Magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella for a 20% discount on my personal favorite wellness supplement. Yeah, this, this I take it like I said. I, I I take it all the time. I take it after workouts, before bed, um, up to two two three caps a day, and it, it's got great like tangible benefits that I can feel, um, helping ease my muscle tension and stress and, and anti-inflammatory properties that magnesium has. Highly recommend you guys incorporate it into your daily routine as well, so that you can start feeling the benefits in only a matter of weeks, potentially days. I don't know because everybody's body is different. Magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella for a 20% discount. Let's get into it. Enjoy this episode of the podcast with my good buddy, Austin Nasso. Cool. Welcome. Austin, what's up, bro? What's up, dude? How are you? Good to see you, man. It's, it's good to see you. It's good to hang, not as Trump and Biden. I know. Yeah. But as friends. Talk really close to that. Put Ta your mouth okay. like a, a, Ooh, there it is. Okay. See that? Yeah, this is good. Now we're potting. Nice. Now this is a pod. Dude, it is funny. We always hang out in the context of making content. Like, yeah, just like, <laughs> which is fun, which is great. The stuff that I've done with you is some of my favorite stuff. Dude, I, and love I think it. it's some of people's favorite stuff. People too. love it, especially the Trump and Biden stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun because I've said this before. I'll say it again. You have the best Trump oh, of anybody I've ever met or seen. Do it. James Adomian. Do you know who that is? No, he, uh, he I'm I heard pretty of sure he's the one that does Trump. Um, he had a whole show that was like a Trump cartoon show oh. or something and he voiced it uh i mean he's good and you know there's like a puppet guy in vegas that's like decent but they're all kind of cartoonish Dude, james austin johnson's really good great. oh yeah that's that his guy is too he, he, his really is good. good um his i think is on par with yours as far as being like realistic his is really good i honestly lot, saw it and i was like cartoonish i saw his and i was like his might be funnier i thought that um i don't know I think his is insanely good. His is really good. Yeah. yeah. I guess it comes down to the writing. Yeah. It comes down to the writing of it. Yeah. yeah. But what, what you been up to, bro? Not much. I've you been to quit your job. I quit my job. Well, I guess a lot then. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I quit my job as a Microsoft software engineer mm -hmm. in August. How long were you there for? Four years. About. Cool. Yeah, uh, you, did college. you start working right after college? You went there? Yeah. So Microsoft? I went up to Seattle for a year mm -hmm. to work there and I didn't want to leave LA cause I wanted to do like, uh, stand up and comedy. Yeah. And I remember I didn't know what to do. And I somehow like we almost had Christy Leah perform at our club at UCLA and I had his email and I just like emailed him a question and asked if I should, what do you think? So I should go to Seattle and he just responded, nah. 
What? I sent like this long heartfelt paragraph. No like, way. Hey, like, I love your comedy. Like, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm torn. Like, should I go? I like, admire you, whatever. And he's like, nah. <laughs> that, that was all he said was nah? It was, it was either nah or it might have been just don't go. Don't go to just, Seattle? He just, like, just... Either nah or don't was go. The, was the question, hey, should I yeah, go Yeah, should to I Seattle? go? Like, should I go, like, take this opportunity to develop, to have a save job. some money, and then Oh, so, so really I was like he asking was him. telling you to follow your dreams in, like, Oh, no, yeah, it wasn't saying, he wasn't saying, possible. yeah, he wasn't saying, don't do comedy. He was saying, yeah. He was saying, don't get don't a Don't go job. to Seattle. Right, yeah. right. That's a very Chris D'Elia response. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but I guess in a weird way, did that help you at all? Did it, did you... I didn't follow his advice. You didn't so follow his advice. You went to Seattle. I went to Seattle yeah. anyway. I don't know. It was a good opportunity. I figured I always had this idea in mind that, so I always liked computer stuff. And when I was applying to college, I really didn't know how it worked. I didn't know how it translated to, I didn't think about making money or, I don't know. They don't teach you this stuff. They don't teach you anything Dude, in, in high school, I was fucked. College is a joke. I mean, yeah. co- college is, is probably, to me, it's become the biggest scam in human history. If you don't get a hard skill, I think if you get an engineering skill, you're good. Yeah. I mean, just on a, and speaking very generic, like generally, a ton of people do not need college. Look at me. Yeah. Right? You don't. I mean, I did, for what I'm doing, I didn't, obviously, I didn't know I wanted what I wanted to do. So maybe college had a hand in it. But there's so many people that go to college and then leave college and are like, wow, that was a waste of money and time. Yeah. Cause now I wanna be a chef, you know? Or like I wanted to be a chef coming out of high school, but I got the pressure to go to college. So I went to college when I really just wanted to be a chef. And now look, I'm going to chef school and college was a waste. You know what I mean? Yeah. I met somebody exactly like that. That's why I used no, the chef. I, no, I totally example. get that. I mean, if you know exactly what you want to do, I think you should figure out what the specific path is for that. And mm-hmm. college isn't necessarily the case. I mean, for engineering, honestly, you can even go to a coding boot camp and then get a tech job. And I know people that had just like they studied like some, uh, what is it? Liberal arts mm-hmm. thing for four years. And then they went to a coding boot camp, and now they make six figures. So you went to Microsoft right after college yeah. and you took, was it, it was a full-time job, right? Full-time job. And I would offer. assume it's a lot of hours. Um, yeah. Like a was typical it, 40 is it decent money? Week. Microsoft yeah, coding? It was like, uh, I mean, it was, you don't have to say what it was. Six it's figure. It's like 110 K base starting yeah. out of college, yeah. which is pretty good. And then they give you stocks. Wow. Sounds good. That's great. It's really good. And were you, did you squeezed in comedy when you were up there too? Yeah. So I was always doing comedy throughout UCLA. Like I started the comedy club on campus there. Yeah. Um, but there I got into the Seattle scene and it's a really good scene. There's a lot of stand up. Um, I made so many friends there. You, the stage time is so much better than here. It's crazy. Yeah. I, would, I mean, you I know, cause assume. you're touring and stuff, but yeah. like you can go up and get like, uh, my friend, Jesse, he's like, and he's pretty like I don't know high up in the scene I guess but even at the open mics he'll go he'll get a 10 minute spot and there'll be 80 people at the mic wow yeah that's great on a typical day yeah. you don't and it's everything's closed 10 minutes away you're cool. not driving for an hour you're not waiting you're not paying to do mics like here right right it's right. crazy it's yeah. way better so what what did that help you grow yeah I got com- way like, more and how long time. were you going up how many times were you going up in a week probably like almost every day wow yeah cool yeah like I think like five days a week, maybe at least once. Or and twice. and during the four years you were up there, did you always have the no, idea that you would leave? I was only up there for leave? a year. 
Oh, you were up there for one year. I was up there for a year. So what was the four-year thing? I was mentioned? working for Microsoft for four years. Oh, okay. But you so were working for Microsoft can, down here. I convinced my manager to let me work remotely. Ah, okay. Yeah. So that you could live in LA. Yeah, because I know it. I want to come back to LA. Got it. I okay. love LA. Cool. See, the only thing about Seattle is it's so depressing. It is. Like you literally, yeah. it's just a, a sadness. Mm-hmm. For nine months of the year. Like, I mean, if there was no sadness, I would probably work there. But yeah. <laughs> but where do you get the sadness from? The Dude, weather the mainly? The weather's so bad. I know. It's literally like Ugh. you live in amongst the shadows for nine months. Damn. You have these like rich Amongst pe- the shadows. Yeah. Fuck. In the shadow realm. Wow. It's really bad. You, you have- know, it's funny because Vancouver is right there too. The same, but right? Van- But Vancouver doesn't have that stigma. Does it not? No. Not that I Isn't know it the of. same? It's got to be the same exact weather because yeah. it's a 30 minute drive, 45 minute drive. Yeah. But I talk to people from Vancouver and they describe it as the LA of Canada. Not really? what, not weather wise, yeah. but like vibe oh, yeah, wise. It's like Hollywood stuff. They're filming. There's a lot of comedy. They're filming. It's young. It's hot. You know, I got a buddy up there who's all about the money and partying and having a great time. And really? He's In super, Vancouver? He's super successful. Yeah. And, wow. and, and he's a great dude. And, um, and so like, I've just gotten the energy from Vancouver that it's like a happening, cool, young, hip spot. That's high energy. Wow. And I always, anytime I talk to somebody, they always say Seattle is a depressing stack it, of heroin. Depressing, needles. Yeah. It's a depressing wasteland. Like, yeah. literally, like <laughs> it's like, dude, it's literally like everyone is, uh, did it mess a, with your mood? drone? Um, when, when you were, when you were living in yeah, Seattle, so did it mess with your mood? wow. I mean, I couldn't stay there. I was like. It was I that thing about like, huh? is this my, like, I like would have nightmares that I wouldn't come back to LA. Like I knew I had to come back. So I was either going to quit my job, uh, after a year or mm-hmm. convince my manager to let me work remotely. Yeah. But dude, everyone's just like wearing a black backpack, working for Amazon, yeah. like yeah, sad yeah. on their like little scooter, oh, like, man. making so much money. And oh, dude, sounds like an episode of black happy. mirror. It is. It's like everybody up there is trapped in a bubble, just kind of droning away at a computer and going through their to-do list of weird robotic tasks in the metaverse and then coming back to reality. Dude, to it's a coffee. sad treadmill. It's like, imagine wow. like a treadmill of life, like a conveyor oh, belt. Oh man. Like you wake up and there's like all these people in Amazon in their high rises waking up at the yeah, same time. Yeah. Oh and they like man, get up, totally a black they, they mirror episode. They get on episode. their little conveyor belt, their clothes get put on, their black backpack gets put on. Yeah, they go, yeah. They go to, through work, they go to the gym. It's all closer to that. Oh, they go to the freaking gym and at the gym, there's like these posters that's like struggling with anxiety or depression. Like they have these really nice gyms that like yeah. the tech companies will like include for their benefits. And it's the most demotivating gym ever. ever. Like they will be like super comfortable, like leather couches and yeah, like with posters it, that say, we know you want to kill yourself. Yeah. It's like really warm. But please don't everyone. <laughs> yeah. Everyone working out is just like this, like 55 year old middle manager. Not wow. working out hard. And oh, then like, just man. people lounging on the couch. It's like, like the workouts are sad. It's like gross. It's like warm, not motivating. Just people curling 10 pound weights yeah. really slow. Really slow. <laughs> Dude. And then they just like go into the mountains on the weekends. They just hike the same trail every weekend. Hoping that they'll get lost and eaten by a grizzly bear so that <laughs> yeah, they won't dude. have to come back. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure lots of people love it as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a balance. They're the prototypes of people. Um, I like damn. Them. Okay. So you... Uh, we're up there for a year. Then you came back and, um, you don't, you quit. Now, when did you, when did you quit? So I, did you quit? Yeah, I quit. You quit, quit. Yeah. yeah. Like so, you were like, Hey, I'm out. Yeah. So I, um, when I was in Seattle, I started a tech road show. We get yeah. back to that, but that's one pivotal thing that helped, uh, for my comedy. 
And was. talk talk about that. Yeah, I want to know more about that too because it's a cool show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, should I tell that? Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, when I was up in Seattle, I met a couple guys. I met Jesse Warren and Nikita Oster and Lee Yang. And um, well, first I was doing this like thing called Young Tech, like this social group. I don't. I wanted to like meet people and do comedy. So. Uh, Laughs Comedy Club had an open Thursday mm-hmm. and someone bailed, some college kid bailed that was producing a show. So I'm like, oh, I'll produce a show. So me and this kid, um, Peter Graham, we like um, just reached out to a bunch of friends. I messaged a bunch of people from Microsoft and like random Amazon people. And we put together this show and it was pretty successful. Like 60 people came out. Then we started doing these like social hours where like people would like meet each other and then like we would do comedy and we called it like Young Tech. Nice. And it was getting like so sad and boring and more like it turned, it became less about comedy and more about me like, uh, making, uh, what are they like scavenger hunts for people to like befriend each other, like find someone who's an Aries. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not, that's not the, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, when I was about to leave, um, we put together me and my friends, we did like a going away kind of roast show and I wanted to make it a roast of like the Seattle comedy scene or tech scene. So we called it socially inept. Mm-hmm. And then that show after all the other, those other young tech shows were like dying out, but that one completely sold out at last. Nice. We had like 220 people come out. Like it was completely awesome. packed. Awesome. And then, um, me and Jesse partnered up and we decided to keep doing it. So I moved back down in August and then we, we booked another show in, uh, October and it made enough money that we were able to like, I was able to pay for the plane ticket. Great. And like we made some money. Yeah. And then we did it again in December. Then we started it in San Francisco. We added Lee to the team and Nikita. And then during 2019, it killed. Like yeah. we were selling out in San Francisco. We were selling out in Seattle. We did a show in LA, Denver, Austin, New York. Wow. And it was so fun. That's fun. We were just like traveling That's around, super cool. doing comedy, doing what we love, making money, and it was killing. 2020, uh, we had two sold out shows in Seattle, San Francisco, and Mount, or three Seattle, San Francisco, and Mountain View. And then COVID happened, and then we yeah. had to cancel our shows. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. So, that, that kicked off, that helped you get like ahead in the Seattle comedy world yeah that helped a lot yeah just in general life helping like so when that so traveling did that add to your motivation to quit yeah and just start doing comedy full-time totally because i saw that was the first i think that was the first glimmer of hope that i'm like oh you can actually make money yeah like doing this yourself Mm -hmm. renting out these venues selling tickets Mm -hmm. um so that's really cool you can real if you have like a niche audience or like a concept whether it's like a like socially inept, the appeal is like it's for tech people, yeah, um, or like people in the tech world that want to like roast it. So the show is like we get uh, software engineers or product managers, people at those big tech companies, and we roast them on stage. Nice. So yeah. you bring them up on the stage. Yeah, we bring them oh, up on the stage. Hilarious. We roast them, yeah. and then we do um, we'll do like some bits up top about tech, like cool. just making fun of like yeah. the scene. Um, but like having that niche helps so much for selling tickets. Yeah. So there was that. And then on top of that, what your TikTok popped off. Yeah. So 2020 when I couldn't do socially inept, we mm-hmm. basically put on a complete pause. I started doing TikTok and started doing yeah. impressions. And the, what, which impressions popped for you first? So we did a lot of, we probably <laughs> saw Trump. He was doing really well back then. <laughs> I did Trump. Uh, Trump honestly is what made my channel 
I know it's like a curse and a, I don't know. It's like my ability to do his impressions, are like a blessing and a curse, but yeah, I got a lot of following from that. And then, and then added Biden to the mix. We mm-hmm. did like what, the biggest video I had that got like 12 million views was like, um, like when Trump shows up to the white house in 2021 or something. Yeah. 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 And then it's like Biden answering the door. Like, Folks, come on. Who's there? Who's there? Hey, I gotta go sleep 5 PM, man. <laughs> so we did that. And then, or I did that. Wow, I think I'm we. That's yeah, how fucked up that's, I am well, now. That, welcome we, to me, schizophrenic Trump, Biden. time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, got like 13 we people it, that dude. talk in my head throughout the day, so um, I get it. Yeah, so that really helped, and that blew up my TikTok. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and then we started doing it because your Trump was dope. Thanks, And dude. I had a couple people in mind to do that originally. It was I was choosing between you, Adam Ray, and actually uh, James Austin Johnson, who's on really? SNL now. Yeah. You hit him up? I did because I didn't, hadn't seen your Trump yet. I didn't even know that you were doing Trump. I knew you, yeah. but I, we can't watch everything yeah, online, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So I, I literally did not know you were doing Trump yet. And I asked Morgan J, my roommate at the time, for um, recommendations. And he recommended James Austin Johnson, who I didn't know who that was. I had never met him. I sent him a DM on Instagram. He never replied. Uh, and it was getting closer and closer to the day. And then Morgan was like, well, who else does Trump? And I, I started like kind of searching through. I saw Adam and then I saw you and I showed him yours. And I was like, what about Austin? Austin's hilarious. And he was like, yeah, that was, of course. That's so cool. And so then I hit you up. And I think it was like the day before, um, I want, or a day or two before. It was very last minute from, from what I remember. I it think was, so. Wasn't that like September? It was the Joe Rogan one, right? Wasn't that the first one we did? I think... Because my Biden was very bad back then. I think it was Joe Rogan. And now it's less I bad. I think it was Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Your Biden's good. It's good. It's not great. But it was not good back then. It was some weird Southern Colonel Sanders type <laughs> shit. Um, but I was trying to figure it out. It was the first time I had done Biden. And we did the Rogan uh, thing. Um, and that was, to this day, probably one of my favorite things that I've done. Like Dude, top, top five. Thank you. It's fucking great. Awesome I love it. Pieces of whatever so i'm so glad that came out so you were able to be a part of it yeah you killed yeah. it thanks you killed it uh it was a team killing effort team um killing. and what's funny about that you, you you probably remember reading through comments and like reactions and stuff a lot of people get very tense when you make fun of joe biden or the left and a lot of people on the right kind of embrace when you make fun of trump and people on the right has been like a pattern that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said before that doing the Trump was kind of a blessing and a curse. Did you find that you were getting any like hate or like weird love? All my fans for are the all Trump? right. All your, fa- <laughs> all your fans no, are Republicans? No, they're not all right, but they're all, they're all, I think 70% are Republicans, yeah. which is fine. Um, but I, I'm liberal and it's funny that I thought I would have more like people that are similarly minded as me. Well, what does that tell you about the today's comedy audience? Does that tell you anything? Have you ever like thought about that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think they don't want to hear Trump. I think that like I think when the right sees Trump, they get excited mm-hmm. and they're like this is a good impression of Trump. He's coming back like I'm like Trump is temporarily possessing my flesh and they get to like experience him and feel <laughs> happiness. Like because they can't he doesn't do as much stuff so they're like uh-huh. when i'm like oh we're doing we're i'm lord farquaad track or That's whatever funny. it is they're like trump is he's here in the flesh but then uh like liberal people are like 
I'm triggered. Like they don't want to see it. They like, Hey, they have a visceral reaction. So then they like, don't want to watch it. Um, sure. and then for Biden and then because I do a Trump impression, it's funny that I'm making fun of Trump, but like people are like, Oh, uh, it's funny to make fun of Trump. We like Trump. So they have, I mean, they're good sports about it, yeah. which is good. Um, and then when I do Biden, also liberal people don't want to, I guess, make fun of Biden and the right embraces it. So it seems like whether I do a Trump impression or a Biden impression, even if it's like my writing is more make is just making fun of both of them because they're both dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the right side likes it more. Yeah. Yeah. That's what has been like an ongoing, uh, lesson for me too doing political comedy stuff is it's, it's unfortunate to say, but it's just my experience that a majority of left leaning people have a harder time gauging comedy for comedy and removing their personal like beliefs. Uh, when it comes to that stuff and I see it, I just, I see it in the comments. I see it in my DMS. Like I see it on a regular fucking basis. Yeah. People saying, come on, dude, why are you putting Biden down? We should be propping him up. People like, say are, that. Yeah. Really? Dude. I don't see that. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess I've I don't gotten, get that on mine. No, I've gotten many DMS and comments that are like, Hey man, like you choose a side, bro. This isn't the time for middleman. Like you're either you're either supporting Biden and and being a loving America, or you're all for fascism or like something. Oh, I don't forget those guys. Oh, dude, I get so much. <laughs> That's so funny. Over the past year and a half, it's bananas. That's crazy. Uh, and in comments and replies, and then I see like comment threads of people, and it's funny because some of these comment threads will be like. Um, you know, somebody who's like very clearly right wing conservative kind of guy who's like, fuck yeah, that was hilarious. Like Biden sucks. And then somebody will reply and be like, oh really? Does he does, does like equality suck? And then the guy will be like, relax, you know, it's a comedy video. I don't care if you like Biden, whatever. And then the person will reply back. Well, you shouldn't da 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 because Biden is actually da 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 da. And then the guy will do something after that. The net, the right wing guy will be like, yeah, for sure. Also your mom's hot or like something silly. <laughs> and it's just this general sense that I've gotten that, that, and I know I'm speaking very generally, so it's, it's all subjective on who it is, but in a general sense, the people who lean right tend to get jokes better than people who lean left when it comes to political comedy. That's just my experience. It is um, interesting. I don't know whether I'm punching up or down when I do a Biden impression because he's kind of like elderly and like dude. If it's a president, you can never he, punch down. But he's also he's elderly. President. He's disabled. He's got very clear mental cognition issues. Yeah, I know, right? It's like physical issues. You can't make fun of someone who just has a cognition problem. Like it's weird because like it's a president, so you can do an impression of a president. Obviously, the most powerful important person in the world but you can't skip all the obvious shit otherwise you're just mocking a president and not i know an old senile guy that's having a tough time stringing together a fluid sentence yeah it is which is what he is but i I don't know dana carvey said something sorry to interrupt but i'm on a roll dana dana carvey said something recently where he was talking about doing an impression of biden and somebody had asked him you know like what about this do you have to do the stutter or do you have to do like the speech thing that he does and forgetting where he is. And Dana Carvey said something along the lines of, well, yeah, I mean, that's who you don't want to overdo it so that you're just being mean, but you can't skip that. That's who he is. So you know? true. I feel like I kind of gloss over that in my impression. Do I not do it that much? Have you seen mine? 
You're no, I, I think yours is great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if like everyone's like uh, too coherent, but maybe they're just being asses. They're being that they're being asses. Um, especially if they're right wing, they want blood. Yeah. They want you to really they make want you him to look, be brain dead. Yeah. Like they want him to be like, yeah. and that's just not like, we're not doing QAnon comedy here. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? We're doing comedy and we're going to make fun of these guys as we think they should be made fun of. Exactly. We don't got to like pushing a boundary is you're already pushing a boundary by making fun of a democratic politician. Yeah. That's literally pushing a mainstream boundary. We don't need to make him literally shit his pants on camera. It's it is interesting. I feel like liberal people don't like Biden. I mean, do they like him that much? Uh it, I don't know it feels like, like a weird like let's let's just like, pretend right. we like him. Like, I don't like, the, it, like a lot whatever. of people I, I've met a lot of people that voted left that are really upset with a lot of shit that he does. Um for example, pretty much everybody on Wild and Out uh, I didn't really meet anybody with amazing, awesome opinions of the guy. Um, and I can tell you more about that yeah. off camera. I mean, people but, just voted, but like not people, Trump. they didn't vote Biden. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's an issue. That's a huge issue uh, in this country and for politics in general. But it's a huge when, issue that those are the fucking guys. It's ridiculous I mean, that those I, are the guys. How do we have two senile old men? Yeah. They're both trash it's like a very you go you vote very status quo no change with biden or you vote trump and who, it's not even status quo it's, it's you're vote. not voting for biden you're voting for all the people around him that are telling him what to do and say the guy is should have been retired living on an island five or ten years ago yeah but he's with, done his duties both trump it's like you have the similar, you know, group of experts that are advising him, except he just won't listen. To but them. he won't listen to them. So you have literally him or you, ha which is awful in its own right. Yeah. That's scary. For a lot of I reasons. Like or you have all the people puppeting Biden, which is similarly terrifying. And I don't know. I, I don't have it in me to weigh the two. I don't know, but like, uh, and I know it's not, I don't want to create any like, Ooh, false equivalency type thing. But I do think it's a major issue when somebody like Biden is is getting wrapped up in these wildly progressive ideas like i'm talking wildly progressive not progressive in the sense that gay rights matter because that's yeah, yeah, yeah. a human thing i'm talking about like wild progressive shit. interesting um yeah but that's mean, just my own i guess opinion. i don't know the intricacies of this i just don't know enough about it but my, my thought would be like if you have a a team of experts and they're just puppeteering Biden around. Well, it's not, I even, prefer that from a, it's not even the expert thing. Though. It's man. like, it's, it's, if it was just the experts, then yeah, but there's some deeper shit and it's not conspiracy shit, but there are some like, you know, connections to China, business connections here, trade connections here to make sure our economy doesn't fall flat. So we're not going to do this because China wouldn't like this in this business sense. And if we do this with trade, then maybe they won't give us this. Do you know what I mean? Like there's not always how it is though. It is, but like with somebody is. it is. Yes. But now we're moving into this era where these like international powers are all like scraping and fighting to get to the top, like Russia and China. Cause the U S is finally getting like challenged. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the U S is soft as fuck now. And we're, it's not where know, it was like, 10, no, 15, we're more worried about pronouns ago, than yeah. we are about, you know, real world global politics. Yeah. Um, I mean, the U S definitely seems like it went down a peg in the yeah. status quo of the global competition. Yeah. So when you talk about, uh, the people that surround Biden, I th and I don't know enough about this. I'm nowhere near a, a political junkie. Um, 
But we got no idea what we're talking about. We got no fucking idea. We got no fucking rant in here. China, does it exist? I don't even know. You got fucking Biden. Who the fuck knows? You got an egg roll? Just fucking fuck that guy. Hey. I've been to Chinatown. Good place. Your Pesci is phenomenal, too. You motherfucking. But, anyways, politics aside, doing politics, political comedy is very interesting in today's day and age. Yeah. The pendulum has swung in a new way. It's weird. I get a lot of people that come up to me after shows that are like, hey, bro, you're my favorite conservative comedian. Dude, you're like alt middle. That's exactly what I am. I'm far center. Yeah. I'm far center. I sum up my politics by saying I fucking hate everybody. Um, I mean, and that's a recently popular place to be. Mm-hmm. That like we can actually do that and not be like destroyed. Yeah. Because if, if you or I took that stance five years ago, you'd be destroyed. Yeah. You'd be looked at like an idiot. Yeah. And a lot of people still think you're an idiot for doing that, but it's way more common to be politically homeless now than it was. Yeah, like 20 it seems like 2015 to like 20 I don't know, I think we I mentioned this or we talked about it probably, but like mm-hmm. somewhere around like 2015 to like 2018, 2015 just seemed to be like the start of like things being like 2015 was like the PC seems to be introduced 2014 maybe like mm-hmm. I remember like hey, you got to be Talk PC. Um, that was like a thing in yeah. like 2014, 2015. And then obviously like the culmination of like, uh, liberal politics seemed to be like, obviously like the me too movement and stuff like that. Very serious issues. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of like shaped how comfortable people, I, I don't, I don't want to like conflate those things, but no, like, it's true. I mean, it started in the teens with like these different social cultural movements, right? Me too movement, uh, black lives matter. Um, a, a couple other things like defund the police and those things were originally like rooted in these very just awesome causes and to watch the evolution and development of these different things like the black lives matter movement versus like the fun foundational reasons it was started, which are great versus like some of the things that the organization has done, like the whole money thing with oh, the founders and a couple other things. Like there's some major questions and concerns. Um, and just to watch the evolution of it and the Me Too movement too and how sometimes it's used to cancel people for arguably debatable things, Aziz Ansari being one of those things, yeah. uh, Dalia being one of those debatable yeah, things. Yeah, like you can't compare Aziz to... Um, Louis being one of those things. Like, Weinstein. Exactly, right? But now it's we're, all, we're so quick. When I say we, I mean the people who are like fucking all about those movements they're so quick to just like put all these people in this category so that we can just cancel them all and be onward to a utopia to utopian society and it's making the left look really bad yeah so really bad it seems like that pendulum that momentum of like those movements i'm not gonna cast any judgment on them i mean like me too i think all these are like good they're all founded in wonderful Um, for wonderful reasons i don't want to like uh make any criticism on it but i think that that was like kind of the culmination of the pendulum for comedy uh, swinging to the left. And then uh, a response to all these movements was this like, uh, honestly, Trump people were, mm-hmm. were, were the response to oh, for sure. to politics taking a left turn. And it seems like uh, Trump got this huge populist vote because you have people not living in cities around a lot of diversity uh, people that are just like in their like I don't know just more suburban areas they're like I don't see gay people anywhere I, I, I there's not that many black people they're fine like 
well, what do I care about pronouns for? Like, it doesn't bother me. And they're like, screw this. We sure. care about America. Sure. America. The great. And they want to like, you know, they're like, our comp- our, they see the most polarized shit on the left. And they're like, this sucks. And then they went and, you know, you vote for Trump because that's a way out. That's, that's the a polarizing way. on the right. Yeah. yeah so then, the and then obviously social media doesn't help at all mm-hmm. because the algorithms are designed to keep feeding you what you're going to engage with. Yeah. So if you engage with something that it's, it's the epitome of confirmation bias. So like, obviously if you're engaging with things, if you're like that dude in the suburban area who sees like, like pink guys with pink hair, like screaming at police officers. Like if you see like really out there, like left stuff that like yeah. doesn't really represent like typical your average Joe on the left. You're going to be like, wow, all these people on the left are nut jobs. And mm-hmm. then you like, you like that and you're like, screw these guys. And then Facebook's like, Oh wow. You like a photo. Um, you like some video like this that has this set of attributes. We're let's show you the group more. about, <laughs> let's show you the group about why Michelle Obama is a man. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so it's just like that. And then you got this, it seemed like things in the early 2010 and 2015, people were more civil with each other. And then there was the liberal pendulum, the counter response with the Trump people. Um, not, I don't know, not saying any judgment on either. And then now with comedy, you had all these comedians like getting canceled and stuff. And it seems like the, the response now in comedy is like, you had people like Shane Gillis, and people like, um, even like Joe Rogan's pretty central. Kyle Chappelle. Dunnigan, Chappelle, um, Bill Burr, like center left. But like mm-hmm. um, comedians are now consolidating around the center as kind of a response to both polarities. So yep. bo- both craziness on the right, craziness on the left. Comedians are like, what the fuck is going on? We have to make fun of this. Yeah. So the fact that society's polarized puts comedians in the middle. It's very interesting. Because now a lot of people are looking at comedians like philosophers, like Chappelle, Rogan. I mean, those are the first two that come to mind as people that folks go toward when something happens for like insight, input, some type of yeah. response. Um, and it's also the first people that people go to to try and take down and cancel for as soon as they share their opinion. All of a sudden, that opinion is dangerous. Yeah, but um, they're, they're because not going they to have chosen a side. You, well, you can't. They, you could they try. Can't be there was a whole oh, Netflix protested Chappelle. You can't cancel Dave Chappelle. Well, Spotify's not getting canceled. Spotify's Rogan, not going to cancel Rogan. Isn't going to cancel Chappelle. No, no. The, the, so the, they can't really get canceled. No, the whole theory of canceling these days is like embarrassing to even talk about. The, anybody that tries to cancel somebody to me is a complete fucking idiot. It's the stupidest shit in the world. But similarly, like being them and claiming to be canceled would is also crazy because they can't be. Right. Yeah. Have they? They haven't. Uh, right. I think Chappelle like talks about thinks he's like getting canceled and all this stuff, and he talks about it. I've heard him say that it's physically it's impossible. Do you say that? Because he's not on Twitter. Oh, how are you gonna cancel a man that doesn't even have Twitter? I thought he, he was on like a farm. complaining about like getting. Can- I don't even. Nah, know. dude, he can do literally anything. He I know wants. he can, he can he sell out any venue at any point in time, um, as long as he doesn't murder somebody or you know rape someone. Yeah. Or beat someone to death, um, but even if he beat someone to death, he'd probably still be able to sell out the garden. I know it's wild. It's a yeah. wild time. It's weird. So yeah. I don't know. A lot of comedians seem to be in the middle now. Yeah. And I guess that's good. Comedians are just where everyone's not. Maybe. Is that a thing? I don't know. I think, 
a lot of truth lies. Comedy is based in truth, right? So when when I see so many comedians um, defaulting to the middle, it just kind of backs up my theory that maybe the middle middle ground. Middle ground to me means you have some beliefs on the left, some beliefs on the right. You lean one way or the other on certain topics, but overall you don't dedicate your entire belief system to one side. Yeah, exactly. That's my that's like, my form a, opinion. A cogent like opinion on things. Yeah. Like I I feel right about some things and I feel very left about some things. And uh, I don't plant my flag on either side. Um, and I voted for myself in 2020 and I would do it again. Did you? Fuck yeah. I wrote my name in. You did. I'd be better than either of these guys. That's so funny. 100%. But obviously I only got one vote. Anyways, uh, I when I see so many comedians and especially people that I look up to start to default to the middle, it backs up my theory that maybe that's the right place to be. And maybe we need more people there that can yeah. share opinions going this way and that way. You know, and vote how you vote. A lot of people in the middle will vote right. A lot of people in the middle will vote left. I don't give a fuck how you vote. I care about how you communicate with people. And 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 if people in the middle are the only ones with the ability to not generalize an entire section of the population as being racist or fascist or sexist or stupid or libtards or whatever, yeah, then we need to use those people to draw in more people to that way of thinking. It's interesting. Would you say that your beliefs have changed significantly 100 percent in like five years or so in march 2020 yeah yeah i didn't give a fuck about politics through 2019 really at all at all dude and then when covid hit so much bullshit is going on so much uh, and when i say bullshit i mean um bullshit rules bullshit conspiracy theories that are warping people's minds bullshit mandates, bullshit science, bullshit legislation being passed, bullshit uh, people in politics that are trying to stir up all kinds of weird trouble. And like all of that just made me dive into all types of literature, stuff online and research and try to make me evolve my opinion so that I could have a better outlet to express all the frustration I was feeling through videos and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So really in 2020 is when that started. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've always kind of been scrutinizing of both sides, but now it's like acceptable to do that like publicly. Yeah, it is. Cause you, you couldn't make, you can make fun of the right in California before 2019. But if you made fun of the left, you get in trouble. You still get in trouble. Do you? Not as much, but when I say I mean, trouble, I, it depends I mean what like, you're making you fun get, of. yeah, you get like, you know, there's uh a couple comics that probably won't book me because they think I'm a right wing comic. Really? You know, probably, you know, after the videos I put out, probably, I don't know any, I haven't experienced that, but I would assume. Um, and I don't really care because if you think I'm, I'm not, that's not what I am. Yeah. And if that's what you think I am and that's, and that makes you not want to work with somebody, then I don't work with fucking you either. You know what yeah. I mean? There's a girl who asked somebody who they voted for before she uh, drove to a show with them. Um, really? A friend told me about this. Yeah. She was, she was like, are you vaccinated? Right. Also, who did you vote for? If you don't mind me asking. Cause All right. I don't know. Vaccination and, like and who are you voting for? Yeah, it's just some like, weird questions. Okay. Yeah. But who are you so, voting for? Um, I don't know. It's uh, People are just really quick to, to want to either love you or hate you for your belief system instead of for who you are as a person outside of 
politics, you know. It is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But we got to we just got to keep making fun of all of them, dude. Yeah. You do. Or whoever you want. Make fun of whoever you want. It's all going to balance out, you know. What have you been doing? You've been doing a lot of stuff. I've been trying to do stuff. Touring, you're on TV. Yeah, I'm on TV now, which is fun, I guess. It's cool. You're a cast member <laughs> on a show. That's uh, Yeah, it is cool. It is fun. I love the show too, which is cool. Yeah. Um we just finished shooting in October and now we're back. Now it's weird tre- coming back to doing like YouTube videos. Cause I'm falling out of love with doing YouTube videos, dude. Are you? Yeah. Well, not with the act of making them and writing them and shooting them. That's all really fun, but I'm so bummed by the, um, comments. No, no. The, just the, uh, like, uh, what views pretty much views and subscribers is what builds really? a career. And are they just stagnant? They suck. Yeah. They're awful. I have 160 something subscribers, thousand subscribers on YouTube and I'm like barely gripping 10 K views on a video. Is it because you, you stopped for a period? No, never stopped. Wait, then what happened? I have no idea. Maybe I suck. Maybe I've just like not well, you know, <laughs> been I, as good. I, I have no thing. idea. My TikTok's dead. Yeah. We're failures. We're failures. My Instagram <laughs> ain't been going up. Dude. We start out like, <laughs> yeah, dude, like your TikTok's huge. Or, I might I'm move like, to Seattle and start working you. for Amazon. I'm failing at comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, I don't get views. I don't get views. Don't what get are views. we doing? I don't Why make are money. We <laughs> we're bad at comedy. Just go jump out the window. <laughs> Fuck, man. It, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> just fucking kill ourselves. <laughs> it's just like, I'm so. I'm so done with the stress that comes with making something that I think is fucking off awesome. Yeah. And then say awful. Uh, well, I was about to say <laughs> something awesome. And then it gets awful, okay. uh, an awful response. Yeah. Like the comments are all positive, but there's seven comments, right? <laughs> and they're all you. And they're like my mom and my burner accounts. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, a video, an example is like, dude, I did, we did this video with Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Uh, Cause he's a DJ Thanks for, clarifying. <laughs> for anybody out there, former <laughs> basketball player. And he's the man. And it was an awesome video. And mm-hmm. I thought it would at least pop mid, like it doesn't have to get millions, but I thought at least a hundred K in a month, I think it just broke 13. And I, I was like, really? Well, yeah. Crazy. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Does, do, it's either my audience only likes Gavin Newsom shit, in which case you're fucked because I'm never doing another Gavin again, or they only like political stuff and that's all they want, in which case you're also fucked because I don't do political videos more than one out of like YouTube 10. YouTube has so many analytics. Are you yeah, able to figure the, out what the thing is? Are you able to like see the no, video I, spike? I what? think it is, uh, and YouTube has told me seen. this before. Well, YouTube told me, Whenever a video pops, do that style of video always. And I was like, fuck you, that dude. Sucks. No. That sucks. I'm not just going to do that style of video always. That's like TikTok. I'm not, because I could have done that with Eminem. I could have done that with Rogan. I could have done that with Gavin. And I could have done that with um, the three bros that are always talking to each other. Do you have a kind of video that you don't hate and would do again? A yeah. Style? I mean, I do that. Kind of, you yeah. know, uh, I did that with Eminem for like a year with Rogan for a year with Gavin for a year. I have these like little phases that I go through. Um, and then like a runner every once in a while is an argument scene. And then the guy in pink comes in and does his whole Do you like, know Spencer Goldman, Sir uh-uh. Spence. Oh, is that his last name? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, he's on our show or on the show next week too. Cool. He's but, awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was telling me that, um, sometimes he'll just like throw in a Shapiro video. I don't have it in me to throw in any more Gavins. I don't yeah. have it in me. It's not fulfilling. It's not fun. I, uh, I got everything I wanted to get out of that yeah. from a performance writing and creativity aspect. I don't care that people love it. I'm not going to do it because people love it. I'm going to do it because I love it. So similarly how the algorithm will feed people the same kind of content they interact with. I mean, I guess it goes hand in hand. They're going to promote your content that has done well in the past. Right. That has the same features. Right. This whatever the features of the freaking video mm-hmm. title, metadata, description. Yep. All those features are plugged into the algorithm and like churn through machine learning as like yeah. sets of features. And if you have another video that has a similar set of features, they'll probably push it the same. I know, which sucks, sucks because I, I'm not going to do that. And I, but I recognize too. that. I, and I understand that that means I will watch all of my friends pass me in views and subscribers. It's already happened with like eight people that I'm really close to. And it's great. I love them. I love these people. We oh, Everybody deserves millions of fans. Um, but I, I just kind of got to live with the fact that I'm not going to be a fucking slave to the algorithm. No. And that means I'm going to grow extremely slow. You have to make art that you enjoy. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. You know? So uh, I'm, I'm, it's a whole, you know, you break down mentally trying to accept that. But it's yeah, the same with me for TikTok. You, like yeah. um, Trump and Biden are what do well or have done well. And I've been at 477,000 about followers mm-hmm. on TikTok for like a month. Yeah. A month. It didn't grow at all. And, My YouTube hasn't grown in two months. And TikTok, I was getting thousands of dollars a month from like sponsors. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting like nothing, maybe 300 bucks. Yeah. Because they don't hit me up because my videos aren't going popping. And I'm trying to figure it out. So I was talking to Richie, um, Richie Rosales. His account blew up on TikTok. Oh, what's he doing on TikTok? He is a really funny, uh, rich guy. Um, it's like rich friend and like regular friend kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he just does a series where like, one dude's just like super rich. Uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, you got to find your but thing. But he found on there, a thing and it's killing yeah. it. And he's able to do pretty well for himself. He recommended that I um, do one Trump or Biden video a day and then do what I want to do. Fuck, what a nightmare. But like, <laughs> I, but I have to. Uh, if I don't. Li- that's the thing though. Like, I have to like it. I know. So, like, I, I have to find the joy in doing Trump or Biden. Yeah. Or. Screwed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have have to. I could write a new Gavin video every week, but I would hate it. Yeah. I would hate it. The reason those have done well is because I truly enjoyed every single one of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like sometimes I can find like a burst of like inspiration. Like I recently, have you ever done like a clowning thing? Clowning? I took a clowning class. You did? Yeah. Um, You know, Zach Zucker. Mm -mm. He's really funny guy. Um, He runs like this. It's so like this 28-year-old dude runs this um, production company called Stamp Town, puts on these good shows. Anyway, ran this clowning class, and I found it so fun. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you know, you just gotta, like, go out, and you just have to, like, be funny and, like, find it. And it's, like, without material. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. And when I generate material in that way, like, when I do Tony Robbins, I realize it's kind of like that mm-hmm. when I do Trump or Biden. So, like, if you can find a place of, like, fun – like just pure like riffing and fun. Yeah. Then it could be enjoyable. That's for yeah. me at least. That's what I found. But yeah, I got to find it. It's hard. Got to find the joy. Got to stop crying every night. Yeah. 
So Look, what's looking you, at my YouTube subscribers? Damn. So is that um, I mean impacted you because like you're uh, like you rely on that. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna stop putting out a video a week. I'll keep doing that until, you know, I I what I want to do is is pitch my sketch show, my show about aliens, my movie about DJs, and my movie about high school reunions. I want to pitch my bigger projects, but I'm completely unrepped. I don't have an agent or manager. Really? So it's Why? next to impossible. Pfft, you tell me, bro. Um, Can you just submit or something? No, it's not how it's not how that beast works. Um, or can't like a friend who has one just be like, okay, Brent, I guess I'm not going to ask. You don't want to No. Is there like no. a shame in that? No, it's just never worked in the past. And I haven't really? heard it. I haven't heard it working for anybody. But you have some, Every, everybody uh, that has of success. Huh? You have like, uh, yeah, but then it's like, you know, in, I, I've been told over and over that rep reps in this business enjoy finding people themselves that is there's something too it's like a weird ego boost for them and everybody i know that that has reps didn't get recommended by somebody else that i don't know anybody wild that's gotten that because at the end of the day i don't know why a rep is given so much mystical power i they mean kind of have it i mean i can't make a show i don't have 10 million dollars yeah, to it, film a season I don't, I don't know. have 100k for a pilot. You have an agent representing you. They have connections, obviously, in the industry. Boom! That's the mystical power. That's it. Having connections in that's the it. industry. That's it. All the all the people that they could take my pitch deck to and show to this showrunner and this exec and this streaming platform and these people and get me a meeting. I can't do any of that. None of it. But at the end of the day, they just want to make money off of you. Great. So why take is it? 15%. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't care. Let me. They make just want to make a buck. So like, yeah. I don't see the issue if they're like, you clearly have like a value and an audience that it doesn't make sense to me that if you were, if someone was brought to you that yeah, I, don't, I don't know, that. I have no answer kind to of that. Crazy. I just know based on experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't got no answer for that. Interesting. I don't know how it works. I, I know this city is driven on ego. That's all I know. Huh. Um, but I, I would like to start, you know, moving away from, YouTube stuff and into a space where I can start manifesting these bigger projects, That's you know, good. that are fun and they last rather than a video that you watch and then forget two days later. Are you, do you think Hollywood is going to label you as alt right and be scared of you? No, I think I'll be labeled as like a weird libertarian. Okay. Um, and, uh, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. that's fine. I feel like weird libertarians. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm so far from alt right. Yeah, I don't think you. I don't. Are I think. You're yeah, not the the furthest right wing thing I've done wasn't even a right wing thing. It's really funny. Um, it got so severely misinterpreted. It was the video I did with JP Sears during election season about the dead people that voted. Did mm. you ever see that video? All the dead people that voted in the election. Yeah, like we dressed up as zombies. Yeah. And we're like, hey, we're the dead guys. Of course we voted for Biden. He's the closest to being dead. Yeah. And like I did it to personify a conspiracy theory that I thought was really funny that there's millions of dead people voting. Just like you see in these headlines, like claims of dead people voting yeah, in yeah, yeah. Virginia. And then it like people on the right ran with it. People on the left were like, wow, dude, you guys really think this is happening? Jeez. And I was like, no, what? This is a joke. This is a funny video. I mean, this it was it was mocking a debunked conspiracy theory that millions of dead people voted in the election. I 
thought that you thought that. I know, which is crazy. And I didn't. And that's not why I made the video. I made the video really? to personify a conspiracy theory. You, I know. So maybe that. it was a misfire on my part. Because I don't really give a fuck because I know my truth. Um, but Well, that is interesting. I kind of want to like unpack that joke. Like, Why would someone think that? So, so it's like this, right? Cause you're satiring like, like typically people satire well, truth. So I'm, I, you, here's how I mapped it out. Um, and I've done this with other videos and a couple of people have with their videos too. So like you, you identify something in culture that's just like a known, it's almost like a, a living meme. Uh, the birds outside your window at five in the morning, mm -hmm. um, in and out drive through delivery people that will walk a mile just to talk to you at your car and take your order. Trevor Wallace did that video. Um, you know, uh, 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 murder hornets visiting like all these little quick yeah, flash things that things. explain a th an occurrence that like, I know what you mean the type of joke you know? where it's like a thing happens that's unusual and you're like, what, yeah, what is like really happening on that? The fly that landed on Mike Pence's head. Or like right? the construction so, workers that are like, what are they doing at 530 exactly. in the morning? Those and guys, so, let's so hear about them. The best, I think the best of what I just said is probably the fly that landed on Mike Pence's head. Because it's, it's not a real person. There's no motivation behind that. But I wanted to personify that. So I did a sketch as the fly. Yeah. And I dressed up as him when I yeah, talked yeah, like yeah, him. Yeah, that was funny. And so I took that concept and all those other concepts of trying to personify like a thing in culture. And I saw, oh, people think enough dead people voted to swing the election. Well, no, that got debunked. But every year there's dead people that vote because the government just makes little mistakes here and there. There's probably like 20, 30, 40, 100 people across the U.S. that just died, still got their ballot. Their husband or wife fills it out for them and sends mm. it in. Whatever. There's little shit like that happens. It's a fact. And so I, but the, the theory that enough dead people voted to swing it was debunked and hilarious to me. In the bit, did you reference like, hey, we're we're one of the 140 dead people that voted and we just want to say well, that. Well, I think I there think are I no, have... these other zombies aren't here. Like, Well, we said uh, us and 800,000 others. Okay, so that's And I tried to make it why. a big number, but I think that number like matched what the conspiracy number is. So maybe I fucked up on that. Maybe what I should have said is like 3 trillion. You know what I mean? us and th just to mock the conspiracy yeah. a little bit more. But I think, I think that might've been a misfire. Well, technically, um, but I thought 800,000 was like a high enough number for people to think, Oh, this is making well, fun. So technically in all those other examples you mentioned though, sorry, I don't want to like pick apart. Please do it. Do it. Yeah. Um, but technically in those other things, like uh, the fly on Mike Pence's head, that actually happened. Those construction workers are actually there at six 30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. All these things that are being parodied are actual occurrences that happened. Versus in this case, the implication is that is an occurrence that happened if you're parroting it. Like, who are these 800,000 people that right, voted? The 800,000 thing, I think, if it was might like have been a misfire. The actual, but there like are a, dead yeah. names on ballots. Yeah, totally. Like, there's so always that like the error. Was the real, right. And that's. So if that was, was the part, joke. Well, that, it was that mixed with the conspiracy that enough of that was happening to swing the election. Which is just yeah, yeah, false. yeah, of course. So I wanted to take like the reality of what, however many names of dead people are usually on ballots every year because the government fucks up or whatever, um, yeah, and mix it with the conspiracy that enough people voted to swing the election. Yeah, obviously, totally so, separate sketch, but maybe, I, my, but, maybe. Oh no, oh, what I'm thinking it oh. would be like, I just I think it would be funny if those guys, the 140, were just like pissed because they're like, there's no, we're the guys. 
Yeah. It's only us. I mean, that could have been an approach. Or the yeah, like you guys are think you guys think there's a hundred thousand people. There's three million dead people. No, it's just us. It's just us, and we love playing frisbee. So maybe <laughs> that could have, you know, what I mean, that could have been a good line. But it was in no, the yeah, heat yeah, of yeah. the moment. Whatever you totally hindsight's twenty twenty. That's that's annoying though that it was interpreted that way. That was <laughs> it was very annoying. Um, you know, but I, it, as with everything on the internet, I knew right away that people would forget about it within a week or two, which they did. Got a massive amount of views, um, and I don't really give a fuck what people yeah. think about me on the internet. I know who I am, and 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 I I really I knew this on the day I put it out, and it started popping off and getting weird. Like, wow, I didn't know you were queuing on. I I realized right away. Okay, this will be forgotten in two weeks, and if anybody ever identifies this video as a way to to construct an image of me, without looking at the bigger picture of my entire body of work, that person's an idiot yeah. and I'll be able to shoot them down in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, but, um, that was, uh, where did that come from? That topic? I don't know. That was, um, anyways, I'm sick of YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah. YouTube. It's, uh, no, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, and then, but you know, I don't know. I've had no success on YouTube. I'm sitting at like 3000 subscribers. It's, it's a nightmare, dude. It's How nightmare. do you get past, 3,000 subscribers. I did. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Does it take like five years? Um, for me, I did the Spirit Airlines video. Do you remember that? It was yeah, an animation. the cartoon. That got Have me 10,000. It did? Yeah. Oh, because it's on Reddit. Reddit like is weeks. the way to... Reddit's the way. But Reddit is tricky because you gotta. it's got to be authentic. You can't really trick Reddit. Um, five years ago, Unless when we were can. doing Bros, I, I would pay someone to post a video to Reddit. Mm -hmm. And then I would have... I had 60 different Chabros like, accounts. Like it and shit? I had 60 different Chabros accounts and a VPN and I'd switch between different countries. Oh, the VPN. Nice. And I would get my thing to rising. Smart. And, and then we would hope every time that would pop off and it was so much effort. Yeah, it's a ton of effort, dude. And at the end of the day, the internet tells you the truth. Because the reality is the, why we did that was because our second video we ever posted for Chabros went viral on Reddit mm -hmm. and it was the top of our videos. And then we instantly got 5,000 subscribers. Yeah. And then after that, we didn't. Yeah. We were in like bro Bible and lad Bible and all mm -hmm. those things. And then it like just went down. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh Reddit's a whole other animal, but so, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Well, wait, so for you, you, were, you had like 10,000 and you were just posting every week. I had 10,000 and then I made a commitment to do a video every week for six months and I did, and they all sucked and it didn't do anything for me. Um, huh. and then I said, okay, I'm going to back off from doing once a week. I'm just going to do ones that I like and I think are good. And I did that for a bit, kept doing sketches, sketches. And then the Eminem thing was the next thing to pop off, which was almost a full year later, I think. Um, and then that popped, did a couple more Eminem ones. Uh, that gave me the confidence to do more impressions. The Eminem was the first impression I ever did. Um, so really? I, yeah. You didn't so, do impressions before that? Mm, never. In general? Never. 20... That's crazy. 17, no maybe way. 2018, 2017. Wow. Um, and because I, I never, I never, I was always like, oh, I don't have the gift of the voice that everybody else has. Like, like you have an amazing voice. Vincent Marcus has a very malleable. Vincent Marcus is the best voice I've ever heard. It's he crazy. can do literally any voice. Um, so there's a lot of people that have that talent. I don't have those vocal cords. Just physically, they they are not made that way. So I had to try to find other ways to make my impressions like my own. So I did it through like the physicality and the behavior and the costuming of, of the characters. The that I was doing. Yeah. And the, and the aesthetic of the videos and stuff. Um, 
So Eminem helped your account a lot. Eminem helped. And then uh, more impressions after that. Silly stuff. SNL style. Lonely Island style stuff. Really? Yeah. And you're posting every week for like what? So it's like two years pretty much? I've been doing every week for probably three years. I think three wow. years. Something like that. Maybe missing a week How long or did two it take you to hit like, I don't know, 50K or something like that? Um, Maybe a year and a half. Really? Yeah. So you really have to do it and stick to yeah. it. Dude, it's so hard. What I'm yeah. finding really challenging now is posting uh, to a couple TikToks, doing multiple TikToks a day, mm-hmm. writing sketches, somehow doing stand-up, doing socially inept. It's actually insane. You got to do it all, though. working out. Yeah. We'll cut the friends. Yeah. Cut the friends. Cut the girlfriend. Is that what you do? <laughs> No, 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 it's, 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 um, it's, it's a weird, it's a tricky balance, dude, you know, but you got to pick and choose things to sacrifice. I think how much you hang out with people. Um, I don't really, it depends on if there's, I'm going to a wedding tomorrow. Oh, nice. I'm going to a show tonight. Like my friend, my friend is a DJ. I'm going to a show tonight. Um, but you don't like hang out with friends on like a, a night or like. No, the only real hangout night I'll have is like a Sunday if I'm making pasta for people. Really? Yeah. Wow. But I don't. Because you're grinding otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in here at you know 8 a.m. and I'm I turn my computer off at uh, 10 p.m. is my rule. Wow. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll be in here until like 2 a.m. But you enjoy it. I love it. I'm having a great time. It's yeah. really fun. You know, it's uh, it's great. I I don't. I'm not like. I don't feel like I'm missing out on the bars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or smoking weed and watching a movie. Totally. Um, but I'll still do that once in a while. It's uh, it's just about finding the balance between, you know, work and life. Cause as comedians, I think we got to have enough life experience for us to comment on life. Yeah. Otherwise, what the fuck do you have to talk about? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what, um, I met John Ratzenberger once. Who's that? The voice of like, um, like, Ham and Toy Story and all the oh cool like all those one off guys like the Yeti and Monster Zane like all, nice, like nice. all those guys yeah um and he was like yeah you have to just like live life to comment on it and do as many things as possible get as many experiences as possible yeah but I really do think like having good quality relationships is so important because yep. at the end of the day I don't want to become a famous comedian and then. Be like, all right, let's celebrate. Yeah, and you look around, and I'm like, all right, no and then you jump out and the then window. You jump out the window. Yeah. <laughs> that's the saddest thing of all. That's yeah. the epitome of like, I don't know, not success in my opinion. Yeah. So I do want, I do try to prioritize like girlfriend and friendships and stuff like that. That's and cool. then it's really hard. But I guess that's it. It's just it's hard. the life we have chosen, dude. It's the path we've chosen. Yeah. What's next for you, bro? What's next? What's next, dude? Dude, um, I'm just going to keep putting out stuff on TikTok, Instagram, mm-hmm. YouTube, putting on a show with you next Saturday, yep. uh, November 13th, if this is out by this then. This will be out the Monday after that. So cool. we, we so will have had fun. Have come, uh, this <laughs> Thank past you for Saturday. coming. It if was you a can. great show. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> um, come to the next one. Yep. And then, yeah, socially enough, we got a line of shows in December in cool. Seattle, Mountain View, San Francisco. I'm just trying to do it. I need a. I want to make a living doing it. Just keep doing it, dude. And you are fine. right now. Trying. Kind of. I mean, uh, right. I, my expenses exceed my income, but it's okay for it's now. Okay for now. For now. It's all right for now. Yeah. yeah. Just don't go back to Seattle. 
No. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up, dude. That was fun. Did Thanks you have a so good much. Time? Yeah, this is yeah. great. Tell people where to find you on online and everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, check me out. I'm Austin Nasso, A-U-S-T-I-N, N like Nancy, A-S-S-O. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Let's, you let's do it. a final goodbye as Trump and Biden. You know, it's been so much fun, Biden. It's good to be here. Oh, yeah. Man, come on, man. It's good to see, you know. You Trumpy. Look, you look so pale and ill. They have been putting lotion on my, t- on my tummy. You know, let me help you with that. Come here, little. Thank you, Donnie. Here. Donnie, where you been? Where you been? We have been having a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble around the world with the shipping. You know, I've been a, I've been hiding. Actually, I'm in Florida, the Keys. I'm oh. five thousand meters under the earth. They oh, come on, man. Orb. We all know meters are aren't real. We know. Hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, I'm going to be. I have a giant, a turkey so big you wouldn't believe it. He's. He's about a one-ton turkey. It's a wow. great turkey. Wow. We're doing a turducken. It's where you shove several ducks in the turkey. Chickens wow. in the ducks. It's gorgeous. Oh, come on. I remember I remember when I was just a boy. My daddy sat me down. He said, Joey, one day you're going to grow up. You're going to be a turkey. It's all right. Don't hurt yourself, Joe. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. Hey, my brain's feeling kind of funky, like a little flim-flam. Let's go to the park. We'll play on the slide, Joe. It sounds good. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> nice Bye, everybody. Day. Thanks. Bye. And that's it. Follow Austin Nasso on all the social things. He's an awesome dude, funny dude, deserves all your love and support um, at Austin Nasso. Uh, check out my dates. I got some fun stand-up shows coming up, brentpella.com slash shows. And um, go tell someone that you love them. Okay? See ya. See ya.